to another Viscari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake. Joined once again by graphic artist and illustrator Jordan Pinnell Jackson. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we are also joined by James Howard, a.k.a. Errol J. Knight of Jericho's Bane. Hey, hey, happy to be here. Yeah, today we're going to talk about our experience at AwesomeCon in lieu of Things not necessarily getting back to normal, but we're kind of getting back into the swing of things as far as vending at in-person events for so long. It's been pretty much virtual. Um, James, yeah. I, I know Jordan's done a bunch of virtual. James, have you done any virtual cons? I have not done any virtual. Okay. I know both Jordan and I did um, Balticon uh, at least once. I've done it twice. And oh. then I think the last one you did was Virtuous Con. Yeah, it was virtuous. It was, it was virtuous. I did it twice in uh, twenty twenty one. This year, really, really like the interface with that with uh, virtuous con far above what Balticon gave us with uh, Discord. Sure. Which yeah. was shout out, shout out, shout out to Reese Murphy. Yes, yeah, so Reese job did, with that. did a bang up job of getting that put together. Um, allow people to actually like virtually tour the. Uh, different rooms and floors where vendors had their tables set up at. And you could even see who was attending at yep. each person's table and kind of, oh, such and such is going, I wonder what they're talking about. So you click up and then camera would pop up if you so choose to have your camera as well as your microphone. So it was kind of the closest thing to simulating walking up to someone's table, checking out their wares as you went to their whiteboard and looked at what they had to offer. Um, Last month, though, it was my first in-person convention where we went to BlurredCon. Friday, uh, Jordan and I were just speaking. James was there from the get-go, already having a table. How was your experience at uh, BlurredCon, James? Oh, BlurredCon was, uh, it was fantastic. It was great to be back in person, you know, uh, doing what I do best, able to connect uh, with the audience more in person. Yeah. yeah. People can hear your enthusiasm and get your real pitch versus the, the virtual experience for the most part. Um, aside from virtuous time, because there you were able to actually pitch directly to people. I remember um, coming in, because I didn't actually table at virtuous con, but Jordan did. So he would have people sitting at his virtual table. I would hop in. And then Jordan would be like, well, here's the writer just showed up who actually... <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you caught him when you caught him. You caught him when you got him. Here he is. Yeah, he's like, hey, if you could, uh, can you explain a little more about the story? And I guess that was helpful in, in facilitating a couple sales for the graphic novel there. Um, but yeah, BlurredCon spoiled me because I had my oh. expectations set to the moon for AwesomeCon. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome Con is so much larger. The facility's larger. The attendance was uh, a lot greater. And they didn't have the restrictions that Blurred Con have. Even though I, I liked that Blurred Con had the restrictions because I think people felt more comfortable being in an outside environment than True. what we'd experienced. You know, they had the mandatory vaccine or proof of vaccine. And then you had to have the mask on indoors. There was a mask mandate for AwesomeCon, but there was no mandate for you having proof of vaccine. So I think a lot of people attended, but had um, it would have shrunk the audience had they put that other mandate in place simultaneously. Okay. But it was still, in my opinion, a pretty good turnout for AwesomeCon. I thought it was a great turnout on both ends, uh, vendors and uh, and definitely the audience. Yeah, plenty yeah. of people, plenty. Yeah. And, and we were all kind of we were all kind of positioned awkwardly because <laughs> we were at the vent like when you come into the front entrance uh, for those that haven't been to Austin, it's a huge convention floor, and we were at like the very back row facing outboard. 
I had the 501st and the Star Wars. R2-D2 going off. Yeah, right there. R2-D2 screaming every 10 seconds. Then he's blaring the uh, cantina music from the first Star Wars movie. (laughs) And then he's blaring the Darth Vader's death march every Mm -hmm. 20 seconds. So people, it was cool. It was cute at first because I'm a Star Wars nut. But then at the same time, it was kind of distracting when you hear that wow <laughs> all the time to... it was consistent and then yeah. people would be like you would tell you could tell where people are clearly looking at the star wars thing and not looking at your table and like oh they're just star wars got it but i get you guys it had some great lightsaber battles going on down there though yeah, i wouldn't be able to tell you i wouldn't be able to tell you i didn't i don't i wasn't looking yeah he was yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a corner table that was the cool thing too um, for those of you that don't know that have followed any of us, um, this was the first event that Jordan and I tabled together. Um, so they, it was just us two the first day. Day two, mm-hmm. my wife came, his fiance was also there. And we had a weird but funny and enjoyable. So many cooks. Yeah, we had but we six, made it work. We made it work. We did. We had six by two tables, two of them on a corner. So it was a little tight in there. Mm-hmm sitting side by side. So I knew day two and three, I wasn't going to have my big ass behind the table. So I decided <laughs> I was going to put my mat on the other side and I would kind of stand outboard and try and engage people as they walked yeah. uh, past the table. I'd speak, just right. say, hello, how you doing? And if I caught them eyeing my table, I'd say, hey, it's a science fiction series. You want to come check it out? The three novels and a graphic, a couple graphic novels. And if you want to know a little bit about the story, let me know. I'll, you know, I'll pitch to. I'll tell you what's going on over here, and it was good to kind of get back into the flow of things with that. Um, and it was plenty of practice because of how many people were there flowing yes. back and forth. Right. Um, like I said, we didn't do as well as we did at Blurred Con, but I think that was more of a product. Uh, not to be funny, but that was just our people. I think um, coming That's out. That's probably support, what it was. That was definitely. Oh, you know what. Okay, so as you said, blur con spoiled us, okay? We definitely didn't have, in my opinion, the competition that we had at Awesome Con that was competing for attention and, and, and dollars. True. Um, and so when you got the clients, you know, when you got your clients and you got your fans coming in, it's it was so much more to see. And so many more vendors there that had great products. I mean, I was in a row full of authors. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm kind of like, oh man, I was kind of like an island amongst myself and blurred kind with this, you know. And yeah. um, but it definitely had me step my pitch game up and be more creative to get the fans to the table. Yeah, um, George's been telling me about your pitch. I, yeah, can I, we? Can you? Can you do this pitch? I want, I, I've been wanting to hear the pitch because this <laughs> sounds crazy. Now, it's so like, I'll cue, I'll cue the lightning. And it, it truly depends on who came by. Like, they, as, as uh, Rod said, they will come by, you kind of see them eyeballing your table. And I'll be like, great, yes, you have found me. Oh, I don't know how you did it, but you have found me. Normally, I'm over there in the roped off section next to like Michael J. Fox, but paperwork was kind of messed up this go around and they have me here. But I'm glad that you got up to come all the way down here just to see the author Arrow J. Knight. And for the most part, they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did come to see you. I was like, I knew it. And here I thought nobody knew me. <laughs> and once they came to the table, I gave them, I gave them the dog and pony show. I mean, they got, they got the whole pitch. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of, I'm more, I'm more, a little, little more subtle than that. I, I like say, hey, I'll just say, hey, good morning. How you doing? And once I get in my eyes, and I'm just like, you come over here and peep it out, you know, it's ancient illumination. It's a whole, you know, that whole thing. And then, <laughs> like, if I, it depends right. on the I'm cosplayers, similar. too. When I see them okay. dressed up as Jedi or or something to do with Star Wars, I've been known to wave my hands at them and be like, these are the books you are looking for. And they'd be like, wait, what'd you say? These that are was- the books <laughs> you are looking for. And they might laugh and giggle when they come over. I go into the spiel. And another thing I, I've done when I see people with little, uh, with their Starfleet uh, uniforms on, I'm like, just come over here and get these books. Resistance is futile. <laughs> anyway, anytime I'm trying to get them to, to step over, um, but it was really loud. And also the, the other difference I've noticed too is 
pitching with the freaking mask on me the whole oh. time. <laughs> and were many times I was sitting there, basically I felt like I was freaking the adults on like Charlie Brown. He would lean in and be like, what'd you say? And you're trying to you're trying to you know describe this intricate beautiful story right. and, tell, and they're not getting half of it because you just muffled behind the mask but at the end uh, we did well though um, so that's been encouraging at both BlurredCon but like I said I think BlurredCon was was a product of our people they just people were there and there to support like I didn't even have the fantasy novel I wasn't even on deck yet I just had three books and the two graphic novels and a few prints and I think I sold one coin but other than that, most of it was books, and we damn near sold a couple hundred books. Yeah, you know, I feel the same way. BlurCon, I was not only selling books, but apparel from my world as well. You know, shirts that my characters wear, uh, t-shirts, sweaters, um, that all, you know, promotes Jericho's vein. And BlurCon, the things were foof, foof, woof, woof. Oh, nice. Yeah, here, it was... It was strictly books, which really shocked me because this was the first time that the Jericho Baines comic was on deck, was for yeah. Awesome Con. And I really expected the comics to go before the books. Mm. And because, of course, every event prior to this, oh, do you have it on Audible? Uh, <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do you have a graphic novel? Yeah. So this go around I made sure I covered all my bases starting for the shows you know the audible is on the way and this was the first array of the comics but still after the pitch the books left in droves more than my comics did I'm thinking that might be a monetary thing at least that's what my experience was with uh, blurred con as well because don't get me wrong graphic novels sold the majority of my things but the books still sold very well and I think some folks were looking at it as like an investment and in how much story they would get. So they would look at the two graphic novels and be like, okay, you're giving me two 56-page graphic novels at this price point, but how much of this book oh. is in those two graphic novels? True. And, and then how much is the book? Like, the book is this price. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so I'm getting more story for this book than I am to pay almost three times as much for these two graphic novels. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty accurate if you want to look at it. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, give me the book. So I think some of it was that, but I was surprised too with how well the novel still sold because I was having that same vision in my head prior to us going to conventions with the graphic novels. Because before this, I had there was no graphic novel. You know, Jordan hadn't created them for me yet, and so I was thinking the same thing because this, I was getting those same questions from people that were looking at me like, yo, I'm not going to read no 300 page book. You need to illustrate some of this for me, but the story's not <laughs> cool though. So let me know when you got that. So I was thinking, with the amount of people saying that to me, that it would be overwhelmingly graphic novel ratio Ooh. to books, and it hasn't been the case, which is surprising. But I was I was happy to see that because I I felt like a part of me was going to get my heart broken over that because <laughs> the books to me are my first. That's my first. My baby. Yes. That's how it started. Oh, you me. writers. So if I yeah, if it's gonna fall to the wayside, I'm like oh, used to be so good over there. Now <laughs> just sitting in the corner crying because nobody paying attention. But they did well, so I was happy. Uh, Jordan's artwork was getting lots of attention. People, yeah, it was. I could see people because we were on that corner. I could see people right. stopping. I could see them from a distance from where I was standing, <laughs> looking. I was like, they're looking at that that Bat Panther right now. Yeah. I could tell. And then Jordan would be like. Bat Panther? And the guy would be like, yep. <laughs> That's what got so you. So much of the fact that when we, when we were leaving, mm -hmm. there was another vendor that came up to me. Boy, they're telling me you got a print over there that's Bat Panther. That's That's awesome. wild. That's and wild. I was like, that was my table, but that is not me. Matter of fact, I think I pointed them out to you uh, as we were leaving. I was standing in line to get tickets to get the dock. And uh -huh. you, as you were leaving, I said, mm -hmm. matter of fact, that's the artist right there that had the art. And uh, it, it was crazy. People people seem to be liking uh, your work. People yeah, are always, it was, it was, I don't think you've been so hesitant when they're, when yeah. they're paying attention to stuff. 
Yeah, it's really interesting because like when like it was it was funny oh, right up to what you were talking about earlier about the book I thought it was funny because I like I just hear you say I, just the fact that you had a book and you had a story I would see people kind of gravitate towards that and it was always very interesting yeah. I'm like he, he got them he got them. they just they just can't they want to see them books they want them books they're like artwork that's cool give me books and I'm like, it was cool. It was cool to kind of see. It was funny to kind of see that dynamic. And then it was also funny to catch people just like looking at the. Because this is my first time having metal prints, and so or the second time or whatever. And so it was funny that um, I brought out the Bat Pants for the first time, and they were just like, oh, like they couldn't stop looking at it. Like they would keep walking and like keep looking at it. Come on over to this table. Look at the artwork. And it's interesting because people seem like they're like afraid to come look at it. Like just walk on yeah, over. Man. Closer. Closer. Like what am I what am I alligator? Yeah, come on out to the lake. My wife is like, funny with handing people books. And sometimes it kind of <laughs> it kind of freaks me out, especially when there's a lot of people at the table and mm-hmm. she just stuff hand in hand. And I'm trying to keep track of who has what. But yeah, they do act like they're gonna break it, or some people act like they're gonna smudge something they don't want to touch, they want to get too close. And I think some of them partially don't want to be pitched so they feel like yeah. you're obligated to pitch if they step close to the table so I'm going to keep this four foot distance and if I stay yeah. this far away from it then you're not going to have the obligation to talk to me and I can look at it from here and it's like just oh, then come on into my zone and, 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 and get this pitch and uh, you can say no afterwards it's okay I got plenty of people here that, that will say <laughs> yes but yeah some right. people seem like they they feel obligated so they will try to avoid and it's funny because we're not really Aggressive. I haven't seen you being really overly aggressive with people. I'm not overly aggressive. No, I'm guys. super chill. I'm super chill. Although some about people it. say that my presence is overly aggressive. Well, that's because you're uh, big. Yeah, like that one older black gentleman that walked by. What you doing? You scaring everybody away? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, he... I remember you six nine. Like chill, bro. Yeah, he walked off. I was like, but the thing is, the, the reason I had stepped out was because of the table situation. Mm-hmm thinking that the double tables would have a lot more room and it seems like you had a lot more room as a singular vendor with the one table. Yeah, you did, yeah. Eight foot long and I think the corner tables were both six by twos but since they're put together, you lose a couple of those feet when you're sharing. It might have been cool if if you were by yourself or if I was by them, then we would have plenty of room. Right, 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 right. Which is what... um, I'm going to have in November, we're going to Richmond Comic Con for a day down there. And we have two, I think, like it's a 10 by 10 space. It's a corner lot on the floor. But I think they're eight, they're two eight foot tables. Ooh. Um, Yeah. A lot of space. Yeah. So I'm going to have, you know, all my, all the banners. I'm going to have all four banners on a little corner. This man's going to be banners on deck. Yes. Um, Hey, hey, let's hear it for the banners. They, 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 they attract attention. Thank you, they there, do. Uh, Mr. Jack. For you writers, for you writers, they do. My artwork speaks for itself. Yeah, but this, that's what I need. I need, the thing is, that's how I've been, that's probably the biggest part of my success at these venues are the visuals that are there. Because you're, you're right. People like what they see, and that's communicated without me having to say anything. So once they see, if they see Jericho's band, and they see Gabriel on the poster and they like that they're like oh what's this i'm interested mm-hmm. in what this character is i need to learn more about jericho's vein and what this story may entail but that's without you saying a word you haven't said yeah. anything they just right. look what's there and then once that image ropes them in it gives you the levity to kind of mm-hmm. leverage that interest further uh so yeah that's the thing the hook is kind of harder i think for writers because then we have mm-hmm. to explain the story Whereas I think it's a little easier with artists because people either like it or don't off top. Yep, it's pretty clear. Wow. And it's a quick, it's a very quick conversation. How much is that? <laughs> and then once you say how much, <laughs> they're like, oh, and then then they start calculating. They're like, do yeah. I really want to buy this? And they're like, oh, I'm just walking around. I'll come back on Sunday. Yeah, those those infamous folks. You know, I, I'm do and don't to, show up. I'm starting to enjoy Sundays because I had a lot of the comebacks on Sunday. Comebacks on. And uh, especially when I would joke with them, they were like, well, you know, I'm just looking around right now. And I said, well, you know what? Look, look, you, you, you're going to end up purchasing this book. I, I already see it. I said, let me predict what you're going to do, okay? 
So for the rest of the day, you're gonna try to avoid me. So you're gonna come back this way, you're gonna look at the table and be like, oh my God, that guy's still there. You're gonna just run past the table. <laughs> and the second time you're gonna come back, you're gonna look left and get on your phone like you're talking and then walk back past the table. I said, it's Saturday, you're gonna just go around behind me. I won't even see you on Saturday. And then Sunday, you're gonna be like, oh, this guy just never goes to the bathroom. Fine, fine, I'll just buy the book. That way I gotta avoid him anymore. And uh, they'd be laughing, and sure enough, they came back on Sunday. Like, yeah, man, you know, let me go. Let me go ahead and get it. You know, this, this is the money day. I, I left my money at home for the last two days. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and also your artwork there, Jordan. Uh, Fate, Fate was the number one seller. Really? Yes. Nice. Hmm. Yes, with the women. Okay. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. yeah they, they thought they thought he was a sexy mofo right there. So <laughs> I did a good job. Now, For I me, can tell, you, um, I can tell you what print didn't walk off that table. Hey, hey, hey let's not talk about that print. Well, live. Let's not talk about that <laughs> print. No names, but I tell you what print didn't walk off that table. I'm sorry. But I mean, for me, um, I did pretty well. Princess, Princess Kita, uh, samurai piece always hits, gets people's attention. My Bat Panther fusion is does well. And then like, sometimes I do get like, like I think one person wanted, like I had a little Green Lantern um, and Bleach crossover and somebody got that. I was like, you can have it. Like, just, just take it. It's my last one, but I can get more. But no one ever buys them. Like, hey, that's uh-huh. I bought one. Your name. You did buy one. You and like one, two other people. <laughs> two other people. Um, yeah. and then like my Egypt, my um Orisha drawings do pretty well at times as well. So it's 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 cool when those pop off. And a lot of people love the Bat Panther and the Cat Storm fusion. So now, do you yeah. do commission prints? If somebody asks, right then and there. Um, I'm usually part. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I haven't done them at the cons, but I usually be like, hey, I do take commission, so you can email me afterwards and then okay. ship it to you. But I don't know if I, I would like to try to get to that point in my career. We'll see. I'm not um, it would be a superior game where I just come up to you and be like, yo, I want a rogue kissing Terminator. And you just draw Oh, it my goodness. <laughs> Started sweating beads and be like, um, um, I need references. I need references. Just come back and come back on Sunday. It'll be done. Um, we'll, we'll see about that, James. We'll see in the future. Man. What, what you guys. I guess we'll wait till after the break to go into what we have uh, coming up. Because James, do you have any more events coming up towards the end I of the do. year? Or? I have two more. Okay. Same. So yeah, it was a, it was a great experience at Awesome Con. Obviously, well, and I know when Jordan and I was talking, he was like, "Man, you were acting like he was doing bad," and it wasn't that I thought that I was doing bad. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't it wasn't up to the expectation following Blurred Con giving the size disparity of the venue and the attendance disparity. That was, you know, the difference. What I was thinking going to be an exponential growth because we had so many more people mm-hmm. available to us. Even if less people came by the table, we just had a larger lot to choose from. Um, but we did very well. It easily outdid last Awesome Con a couple few years ago and it outdid Baltimore a couple years ago, which previously those two conventions were my biggest, my biggest sellers. Okay. Now, you got... now I do have a question that could be the elephant in the room. Okay. Do you think the cultural difference uh, played a part in Awesome Con and our overall sales versus Blurred Con? Oh, definitely, definitely, because Blurred Con is by its very name predicated on supporting black creators, black nerds, uh, expression of creators, cosplayers, people that are ficandos of anime, but specifically black nerds. So yeah, I think that that had a lot to do with the support that we got there. And it wasn't writ large an awesome con and also yeah there's a lot of mixing of other cultures and other representatives being there who may not be as keen to support you strictly on the strength of you being a black creator so that's why i don't when i go to other events i don't lean as heavily on that because that's not my target market um i am happy to be here as a stand for black creators as a representation 
within the science fiction and fantasy realm because we are few and far between. At least that get... Now, don't get me wrong. There are hundreds, probably maybe thousands of us out there, but we don't get the pub that the mainstream authors and creators get when something yeah. blows up. So it's not that we don't exist. It's like you have to sift through the mire to find us and BlurredCon kind of puts you in a position where it's all centralized. Boom, it's like, right this is what center, you man. want. We brought the target audience to what they say they are looking for in a small location. And it's a lot more intimate. That's what I think it is <laughs> that is that keys the sales. Everything at BlurredCon was separated. All the events and stuff were up on the upper floors, not on the same floor where Artist Alley was. So if you were there for the cosplay competition, if you were there for the music and dancing and the food, if you were there to play video games, if you were there to uh, see panels that were there, those were all on very different floors. It was a specific thing. You down here, you down here to look at these vendors. True that. And so I think it created a situation where it makes it more viable to sell. So the key for us would be to find, I don't know if we're ever going to find another Blurred Con, but maybe Dragon Con in Atlanta. Um, but Atlanta's huge too. That's the only thing. I think Atlanta is huge. Dragon Con is oh, okay. big in comparison. Um, but yeah, and someone else, uh, one of one older white dude uh, vendor was super pissed. He didn't do well when I was trying to get my doc. And he was saying things contributed to his success too. He was saying that he did better at smaller events rather than being thrown to the wolves in these larger events where, like you said, there's so much more things to compete with. Sure. Not to mention there's people getting however much money it costs to get a signed autograph picture with Carl Weathers you know, away from you and you look over and you see this long line of these people trying to get these autographs from celebrities from all these fandoms that are there and after they've spent $300 on an autograph they don't have $10 to get a book or a print maybe. you know what I mean so I was signing stuff for free <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do that all this as well now because I don't want to pres be presumptuous. And at the same time, I'm hoping I can keep that energy throughout my career. That's what I ideally, yeah. 20 years don't, down. Don't be the life. person charging $5 for a signature. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Have a People would ask me that, that too. Push me to do it. No, just mm -hmm. go to Comic-Con and sign for 200 And I'll be like, F that, man. Just You can That's get right. to me. I'm going to sign. You have something in mind. We, right, let's right, get it. Right. I'll sign it. That's right. Because I, I was once on that in that line where you're at, so I don't see any point in mm -hmm. me. And if I'm and by then, hopefully, I've made enough money where it doesn't matter that much. So I could see yeah. if you, you know, maybe, maybe, and that may be a sign of some of these people kind of being hard up. You know what I mean? Maybe they're not in their prime no more, and it's just, hey, you know, you know, Rocky was 40 years ago, and I ain't got nothing going on. So if I can get in here and get, you know, 100 people to sign for $300, no, I'm gonna do that for three days. Sorry. You know, that I understand, but I'm hoping I, I, I can keep the same frame of mind where if someone has something in mind and they want me to sign and you took the time okay. out of your day to purchase something of mine and value, right. then I'm going to go ahead and sign it for you. Because people do ask me that all the time. Does it cost mm -hmm. extra for you to sign? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you did the same. That, and it's weird when they ask me that, too. I'm like, no, come on now. I'm an artist. I have to sign it. Why would I charge you? But that's foolishness. But that's because obviously uh, someone else. Yeah, that's, probably that's true. For it. That, that's why that's they're asking. That's true. I, I, I'm not gonna do that. I don't need to do all that. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back to talk about future events that we have coming up and what we think is gonna happen in those events. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the second half of the Ascari cast. We're Jordan Purnell Jackson. Hey, everybody. And myself, Rod Van Blake, and James Howard. Hey, forever onward. He is a f uh, 
fellow author, and we are continuing our discussion of Awesome Con and events that we have coming up. Jordan, what events in person do you have coming up? Um, so there's a four state Comic Con in uh, Harrisburg, PA, in September, I think uh, the 18th to 19th. Mm. Um, that week, well, that weekend. Um, and then um, Baltimore Comic Con is uh, October with twenty with twenty is that twenty second twenty fourth yeah twenty second through twenty fourth I believe okay so yeah that, those are two I have at popping off so okay James what you got cracking uh, same events that uh, Jordan just mentioned those are my last two for the year okay um, and I believe I do also have uh, scheduled two high school days where <laughs> I, I do lecture. And uh, when I have a really good con, I take 30 to 60 books on me. And uh, I find just a random high school, call them up, and I'll come and those 30 books will go to just a random English class, 11th to 12th graders. Oh, wow. Okay. There's uh, an idea. Yeah. And I try to stoke the imaginations and get the next set of uh, young black creators pumped up to the world and get writing. Yeah, I've always... What I want to do later, hopefully, is get a literacy program going, uh, and maybe, hopefully, if I make it big enough to make that a national thing, where we would go to wherever readership was lowest in, across the country, and then try and see if we can either buy money donations to create a program that will basically boost reading levels across the country. That would be something kind of cool to get into. But yeah, I got, uh, I don't have Harrisburg. I'm not going to be there in September. I'm off September. I'll be writing and planning. October, I have Baltimore uh, Comic-Con as well. November, I'll be down in Richmond, Virginia for one day on November 20th. And then in December, another one day con in Ocean City, Ocean City Con on my birthday this year. And then the 15th through the 19th of December to end it off will be uh, World Con. Uh, it was going in, I think, in the Ami Hotel in D.C. And I think they were supposed to be scheduled to be at another venue, but the hotel went bankrupt or something. Oh. So to, yeah, on the fly, they had to Jesus. had to restructure, and the, the chairman stepped down. They had someone else step in and take over. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah, I got accepted the other day, so that's my last. And I think it's like a four or five, but it's like the 15th through the 19th. So oh, it's like that's Jeez. Yeah. That's a marathon. That's a haul. So yeah. I uh, got that the fifteenth through the nineteenth of December. That's gonna be interesting. And I know that one's more, I think I've never been there, but for what I've heard, it's more of a literary focus on science Ooh, fiction okay. now, that was something to be part of. Even if I wasn't to been there, that is something I may just come to check out. Yeah. Just on of what the purpose of it is. Well, the Hugo Awards are handed out there. Now, that is what I want to see. Yeah, the Hugo Awards are basically, for those that don't know, that's basically like a Grammy or Oscar for uh, science fiction and fantasy authors. And it rotates like the Olympics, kind of. I think cities bid for where Worldcon is every year. I think when I first started looking into it, it was in uh, 2017 or 2016. It's in Helsinki, Finland. Then it was like in Boston. It was like in San Jose, California. So it, it rotates, which is kind of cool. I thought it would be kind of cool if we if had a chance to go to Finland. Yeah, it'd be interesting conning there and interacting with people because people, I believe, and it's called Worldcon, people come from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it may be a chance, even as small as it may be, because I'm not sure if it's going to be like maybe five or 10,000 people that come through, but but it, may be, it may be a chance to reach kind of a segment of the international audience, too, for people that are writing books. So there may be people there that would never have heard of me had they not come to Worldcon and I not been there. So I'm hoping to, you know, reach out a little more. Hey, Jordan, this, this is the beginning. Because this is the beginning? Because uh, when he come back from Worldcon, well, normally I don't do this, but... uh. It's $5 for my signature. $5. I'm international. International player for the Himalayas. (laughs) I mean, my, you know, my, my Hugo Award 
Let me just set it right here. I remember years ago putting a Hugo and a Nebula on my, I, you know, you make those vision boards. <laughs> I put, I put, I cut them just out of a magazine, put them on a little vision board. I was at the same time. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how these things play out. I'm just hoping nothing stupid happens so all these events happen. Just get me to December. That's. that's- yeah. Yeah, that's like can we for us like can we just make it to Baltimore? I just want to make it to Baltimore. I want to make it yeah. to my home my home city con. Like this is ridiculous. Baltimore. Hoping folks make me a little nervous right now. Yeah, I'm just hoping folks can stay mm-hmm. healthy, get these numbers down so we can keep having events and keep commerce going because it's to be honest, it's the easiest way for me personally to sell books. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to change over where things are going to be sold strictly online in case we have another shutdown, but I'm praying that that doesn't happen. But yeah, man, this is folks' livelihood when it comes to, you know, taking that leap, you know, for many yeah. people where this is a business. This is a, a business that we are endeavoring on, and it's something that can't really be taken away from us like a 9 to 5 can. Like, there is no... There's no, you're fired. You fire yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not wrong at all. That's you know, that's great. Just as that guy fired himself from Comic Con that Rod met on his way out the building. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the one that was. Oh my goodness. He was hot. He was hot as fish grease. My boy was mad. He's like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I make way more money. I'm tired of getting screwed over. I guess he was mad about his placement. Which, I, like, I don't know where. And the wife was talking about that too. She was peeping out the different places where we could have been placed. And I'm like, well, where really is ideal? Unless you're in that very front wave when you come down from the escalators and the entrance onto the convention mm-hmm. floor, is that the most advantageous place? Is it somewhere in the middle? Um, it, it, I don't know where the best yeah. spot. Would be because we caught plenty of traffic at the. We very had the back. corner, and that felt really like it felt like we were catching people. It's like it was a lot of people walking through that area, so I think we had a really good spot. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and we I still agree. caught people's attention. I agree. I had. I think I had a really great. You know what? Neighbors also make the difference. They do. I had great neighbors to my right mm-hmm. and a great neighbor to my left. So yeah, we had, like, to, we had to strategically place uh, banners and chairs the, the second and third day, so folks stopped walking by repeatedly yeah. outside as the exit. And I'm like, they <laughs> the, the second day, it was cool. First day, it was like people were First walking day, by. I, my banner was wobbling. I'm like, oh, it's going to fall down. Oh, <laughs> People just briskly. And then sometimes people just brisk, like, walk a little too fast. Like, you yeah. don't run by the banner. Just don't got to act like this because we're black. I said it. <laughs> Let me get out of their space. Like, calm down. Like, just walk by gracefully. Like, chill. And do you, and do you know why your banner was wobbling there, Jordan? Come on, don't do this on the don't do this on the live. What? Because I got the economy banner. Yeah, that why? Exactly. Whatever. No. Premium. No, his 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 wasn't. It wasn't that. Is he had the feet wrong at first? I think he had. Yeah, the feet I had them like diagonal. I had them like this. I had them diagonal instead of straight. I don't know what I thought I was doing. Yeah, his man was duck walking at first, and then when he straightened <laughs> the feet out, it was all right. It helped. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like, where's the best spot? And it depends. Like I said, it depends on your neighbors and and what's around you. Like you don't want to be right next. I don't think you want to be right next to the the autograph spots where everybody's going to see the celebs. <laughs> no, yeah, it is a choice. Like mm, I can get a comic book and a novel from some guy. I have no idea who he is, or I can go over here where a well-known comic book maker who's signing his alternate comic covers for Guardians of the Galaxy um, limited edition that I can only get here, and it's. And it's going to be an exorbitant price. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go get that because that's collectible. I don't know if this is going to be a collectible. We're hoping. <laughs> and that's about, you know, and, and to be respectful, like, yeah, okay, I can see that. I, you know, I can't argue with that. Um, you don't see it, but you're not, you're not us in my eyes. Like, we have the vision. And as long as, I think as long as we keep confidence in that vision, it's going to come. It just may take some time. And I don't yeah, know. Right. You know, people, yeah. they, we, we want that microwave dinner. People want that hit that 100 quitter things to happen quick. 
And that's just, I don't think that's how this industry is made. Some of that slow buildup there. It's that slow buildup. You're trying to build up the momentum for what you're doing. And then eventually it bubbles. My thing is, are you going to be ready when the opportunity comes? That's the thing too. Some people get a shot and then they fumble the ball. Like mm-hmm. you got to be ready. Yeah, that's that's why I'm trying to learn to do new things. Ready. Yeah. To make sure that when that opportunity comes, uh, hopefully my my shortcomings have been my, have been plugged. You know, you got to plug them weaknesses in, and then you're ready once the call is made. I, I wasn't expecting the call at the very the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I'm with that. Like, you know, I did I did screenplays heavily before I switched over to the novels, and you know, even like even selling screenplays have changed dramatically since 2006 till now. You know, I would go out to LA once a year, every October for the screenwriters convention and competition. And, you know, you would pitch your script and, you know, they decide whether they would buy it or not. And I remember I would put my heart into the script. Like, here it is. This is the world's best script. Nothing will ever surpass this. I have come here. Just give me the Oscar now. And, you know, we're, we're good. <laughs> and then they'll be like, they'll be like, yes, this is good. What else do you have? <laughs> Damn. You weren't ready, James. Well, uh... uh, uh what, what, that what was I it. Did? That was my <laughs> yeah, whole that's all right I there. have. <laughs> and then the guy told me, well, you're not a real writer. He mm. said, um, he mm. said, when you come, when you come to such an event, you want your game ready. Because if we don't like this, if you're a writer, we expect you to have two or three more other screenplays ready to go. And that was a lesson, <laughs> right. you know, that was a lesson. And so all these lessons that I've learned over the years, when it comes, when it comes to Jericho Bain, I diversified. I did the scripts, did the novels. I have short stories for each individual character that carries its own little weight, but yet can be added back to the world itself. Yeah. And, you know, and these were just lessons that you learn, as you see, as Rod said, uh, you see, you see your vision. Can't nobody else see it. Uh-huh. You know, you're you're selling them on. The, you're selling them, hoping they go along for the ride with you. But ultimately, yeah. it's your vision. And you know what Rod said: if you don't give up, you, you stick to that vision. You you want to see yourself be there. I do believe the universe gives it up one day. You know, I just it's I inspiring I, me so much. I just the only thing I do hope mm-hmm. is that mine isn't posthumous. Your estate gets all the money. Your kids get it. You're Thanks, like, wait, Dad, what I did? I, oh, my goodness. You know, that's still a good thing. Come on, James. Be, left, that's be a legacy. He wants to be able you, to yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, you left a legacy. Come on. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm, yeah. a legacy, I'm a legacy person. I'm like, hey, as long as you know, someone I'm gets it down the road, I'm know, happy. I'm in, a, I'm in a car wreck, you know what I'm saying? And my book goes <laughs> flying out the window and land in the next Brian De Palma's, you know, car. And it's like, oh, where was this guy at? Uh, so yeah, I do want to have a little bit of time to enjoy fruits of the labor, a little bit. Yeah, that's understandable. That's very understandable. Um, so yeah, you're supposed to be debuting Eve in October, correct? At Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah, that's a, that's the plan. That's the goal. Y'all yeah. making me. <laughs> yeah, that is the that is the plan, and um, it's a lot of drawing needs to be done in. in in, in a you know next next month or two okay. um and it's i think i think working with you you guys kind of was what kind of like motivated me to like do my own stories just because i do have land of the wolves but it's not like a longer form story um and so like seeing like what y'all brought to the table with like books i'm like i need to get back into storytelling just because you know people see art and they're just like oh it's a pretty picture um and like but to there's more to a story that it's more than just the imagery it's, it's it's what comes with that the experience and so i was like i need to i need to you know have something for ready for baltimore comic-con like comic book wise um so i'm 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 i'm, I'm excited i'm in i'm in a flow i'm in a good flow state right now so like pages are getting done and it's coming together so pretty i'm 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 i'm, I'm trying i'm staying ready constantly <laughs> Yeah, got to. <laughs> gotta stay ready. Gotta stay ready. Yeah. And James, how do you um how how are you feeling about uh, Harrisburg? Oh. Oh. 
Okay, so <laughs> a lot of sides. Because huh. you know what? How many haws are you gonna do? Harrisburg truly was out of culture. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. Um, Harrisburg was a truly all Caucasian um, venue. That should be a challenge. And no <laughs> I didn't hey, have I have a lot of black pitch. stuff, but I still get them though. I still yeah, get them. I, I didn't have my pitch still get them. as well polished for Harrisburg last time I did it as I do now. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, awesome con proved that I can definitely get the crossover appeal. The majority of my audience uh, and the fans that I've made were Caucasians go around, which was surprising. Um, you know, Don't judge book by its cover, James. Yeah, that shouldn't be. You never know. You never know. You never. Yeah, there were a couple of looks at. There were a couple of look at the covers like, hmm. I mean, <laughs> but you know what? And then you know, I, I do the obligatory make you feel guilty. So, I mean, I put my heart and soul into it, and then when I put the book in your hand. And then I'd be like, okay, page 164. I'm telling you, you have to read this here. And then by that time, <laughs> they, get, they get done reading it. And I'm like. Uh, uh-huh. You hit them with that grin? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, show, you show all the teeth? All the teeth. And they're just like. Jesus Christ, James. Okay, I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll take the chance. I'll take the chance. Well, I mean, you can. Each book is 20. Or. Or. Or, or for 35. But wait, there's more. Oh, I hit him with that. <laughs> oh, I hit him with it. More. But wait, there's more. Yeah, when I, when I get my first step and I get you know I get book one, you know, premise off, they be like, oh my wait, you thought I was done? Oh no, I'm not. But wait, there's more. Uh-huh. And keep it going. And then like I said, they were walking off with both of them. Now, they could have walked off with both the book and a shirt. That's even better. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of online, which I didn't I didn't expect. I think when you take- From Harrisburg? Call, like, I'll check this out. You know, okay, well, this is normally my goodbye card. You know, I'll never see- I always, I always notice that, though. I, I notice my numbers go up. And I tell you what else, to, I, I've done, not a podcast, but I did a video about this before. Check your Amazon prices. Because yeah. they're they can fluctuate your hardcover pricing. Well, all your books basically, even though you still get paid the same as if you got full price for the book. I noticed my hardcovers will drop in price when they notice more traffic to my author site. So, my I had one dude was like, "How much is how much is I think it was from overseas? How much is hardcover?" I was like, "It's twenty dollars." Sits right here, Amazon, seven bucks. I'm like. Okay, get then, then get it, bro. Buy it. Right. I'm not gonna argue. Get it. The difference is I can't sign it for you, but I appreciate the sale. Can you do me a favor? Give me that five star uh, review on Amazon because you got it for seven dollars, and <laughs> you know, we're, we're good. And it's and, and it's funny you say that, Rod, because my price has dropped to like twelve bucks, from twenty four to like twelve bucks. Yeah. On yeah. Amazon. Yeah. But now that what there, you wait say, this weekend yeah. or last yeah. weekend? Yeah, oh, wow. and, then, and, then, and then they'll jump back up because what I used to do is when I see a price drop like that, and if it's if it's lower than my wholesale pricing through Ingram, I snatch them up, and then I call all my friends. Hey, I need you to get uh, Ancient Illumination real quick. It's seven dollars. I'll give you the seven back. And <laughs> the funny thing is, within three four hours of me doing that, it bumps up back up to twenty five ninety nine. Oh. Like they like they almost do it to get some movement on the product. And then they revert back to regular price. But you have to be work, watching out for it. And plus, the customers, if you're at a con, they act like you're, you're trying to snake them. You know, yeah. like like you're lying to them. Why is this $20? There's only $7 here. Like, whoa, whoa. Look at the MSRP. Look at the regular price that's scratched out right there next to that $7. So it's $25.99. That's the regular price. That's what it's originally listed for. I'm only listing mine here at 20 and it comes with a free signature. You can't yeah. get that signature from Amazon. It doesn't come like right, that. You right. gotta get those directly from me. So you have to kind of be aware of what's going on. We've only become aware of this just through a few years of going to conventions and people pointing stuff out to me as they're sitting right there talking. Yeah, the people you say, take your card, I'll look it up. And then they look mm-hmm. it up right there, standing there like, oh, I've, this is you right here. So yeah, that is interesting. Thing that we deal with at at conventions in persons where people will just look it up. Well, is it on Kindle? I guess it is. But we'll just buy it right here. It's right here. It's right here. You gotta wait for Kindle. 
Yeah, that's also odd. Cause odd, odd. Like, do you have this in a digital form? Yes, but you also could just get this physical book. But I mean, I get it. You could be those people that don't want to waste paper, or they just like their their mediums in a digital way. So I'm like, and, I, I get and it. Say, uh, space saving as well. I understand that. Yeah, I, I have space a couple bookshelves that are already pretty much full up, so I don't mind people trying to save a little bit of space. Man. This has been a cool. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking the time to talk to me about your experiences at Awesome Con, and we got to talk about what we're gonna, uh, what we have coming up as far as events. Um, James, you want to give a shout out and tell people where they can find your books? Why not? Oh, most definitely. So, of course, guys, I'm on. Uh, you can find uh, Jericho's Bane one and two on all your major distributed sites such as Barnes and Nobles and Amazon, but to be signed personally by the author and even inscripted in it, you can go to arrowjknight.com. There you will find everything that I have to offer for the world of Jericho's Bane. Um, there you will find books, posters, uh, comics, and apparel, all to the world of Jericho's Bane. And you guys will love it. And of course, money back guarantees 30 days, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> what about you? What about you? Say real fast, Jordan. You know where we can, is this just your Shopify store? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, you can check out my work. Um, you can follow me on Instagram where you can access my Shopify, um, JP Jackson art. Um, so you can, I have prints, I also sell the comics of like work, works that I've done with James and Rod as well. And I'll be, you know, have my own comic on there come in October. Check out the Eve of Insurrection, y'all. There you go. And uh, there will be links. I'll put hyperlinks in the description of the Anchor Podcast. For those of you that didn't catch the Facebook Live and catch the audio on Anchor, the Ascari Cast, uh, so that you can uh, check out all of our works. And we will talk to you all next time. Peace. Thank you, everybody.